Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show podcast here on iHeart, iTunes, Google Play, and soon, courtesy of our new partners at Westwood One. Todd and Aaron are standing by along for the ride as well. We just finished up today's show for CRTV. Gentlemen, let's give everybody a preview of what is to come. Todd, I'll start with you. Well, one of the conversations we had, the, the CR round table, uh, was probably uh, the answer to uh, William Shatner's famous skit on Saturday Night Live. Have you ever kissed a girl? Yes. Uh, we, we do need to get a life, indeed. We, we said a terrible... The last thing, the two millennials that join us on that panel, the last thing we need them modeling for the future generation of American manhood is complete immersion and fanboy triviality. Right? I... I think that's the last thing the next generation of men needs us to model for them, and yet we did it anyway. For me, though, the line on that front is cosplay. That's I've, where you draw the line? I've never dressed up as an adult, as a Star Wars character. I don't think I have. Have you been to a convention? Like no, a Star Trek I've never convention? been to a convention. Yeah, I've been to a couple of them. One of our first dates when we were married was a Star Trek convention here in Des Moines, actually. Yeah, William Shatner came and spoke. It was great. But I, I literally bought a bootlegged copy of the Star Wars Holiday Special at this place. Now you can get it on YouTube, but back then you could not. Because Lucas wanted it banned. He was so ashamed of it. He was trying to get rid of everything. So he does have some sort of moral compass then, after Well, all. this was clearly, this was before he created Jar Jar Binks, though. Oh. Like, I remember the first time I saw Jar Jar Binks, I was like, why was Lucas so offended by the Star Wars Holiday Special? This is a step up compared to what I just watched with Jar Jar Binks. Aaron, give us a preview of what's to come. Well, I was going to say three nerds start talking about Star Wars. You'll totally <laughs> guess what happens next. Um, but uh, yeah, that was, a, uh, that was a fun conversation. And um, if you call that being a bad influence, then, uh, then so be it, because I think we're going to have be Probably Chris and I are going to be having the same types of conversations about Harry Potter and, you know, 70 years or however long it is. Um, I, I think the conversation we had with Jeremiah Johnston uh, today he wrote the book Unimaginable, talking about what uh, what the world would be like without uh, Christ, um, and some of the some of the tentacles of that conversation are really pertinent to what we're seeing right now, and you really just have to look around you to see really to see what what the world is like without Christ. Well, if you want to get today's show, if you're not yet a subscriber, today's a great day. Now, the whole show's not Star Wars. It was just today's roundtable. We got into some other actual news today, as Aaron alluded to. So there's some uh, some real news. There's some good news. And then there's some fun news. All of that and more today here on CRTV. Promo code DACE. If you use my last name, you'll get a discounted subscription, a coffee mug, all of that just in time for Christmas. A great gift idea for the Patriot in your family, in your life. And they won't just get access to my show, but... 
uh, all of the shows that we have here on CRTV, including the great one Mark Levin, Michelle Malkin, and more. CRTV.com, promo code DACE. And don't forget, we love to know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email us. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, at Steve Day Show. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. <clears throat> Pardon me again. Well, today, gentlemen, I want to discuss a really good piece that was published over the weekend by Molly Hemingway at The Federalist. Now, now here's the setup. On Friday, CNN promoted another breathless report purporting to show collusion between Trump and the, or, and the Trump campaign in Russia. This, of course, is the story that Don Jr. on September 4th was seeking out via WikiLeaks, which is known to be associated with Putin and the Russians, or at least suspected to be. We'll go with that language. Highly suspected to be. Uh, That on September the 4th of last year, Donald Trump Jr. in an email specifically requested in writing access to opposition research on Hillary Clinton. Now, all that's true, except it wasn't on September the 4th. It was on September the 14th. Well, Steve, why do those dates matter? Because between September 4th and September 14th, what happened? WikiLeaks publicized. That's how we found out about John Podesta's 1234 password. Remember all that stuff? Sure. They publicized. They leaked it out there. They put it out there. So there's a big difference, obviously, between the son of the presidential candidate asking for information that has not been publicized <clears throat> from a foreign entity in an Amer- to influence an American election to asking for information that's already been publicized. There's not just a big difference. It's a world of difference. There's, there's a galaxy of difference. It's like different astral plane of existence between these two things. Okay? Well, CNN's report on Friday did not indicate that, which is why they were embarrassed. But they were not alone. Two other networks ran the same report, the same confirmation. So three entities, including CNN, got this wrong on Friday. Now, back in June, CNN was forced to pull, you'll recall, one of their Trump-Russia conspiracy stories that, quote, did not meet CNN's editorial standards. You'll recall people actually lost their jobs over this one. Remember that. Okay. This was a discredited story based on a single anonymous source who connected Anthony Scaramucci, then a prominent media ally of President Trump, who for 10 days went on to be his highly embarrassing communications director. Oh, by the way, remember the interview that got Anthony Scaramucci fired? You guys remember that one? With the reporter at the New Yorker, Ryan Lizza, oh. who leaked the full raw uh, audio of Anthony Scaramucci dropping all the F-bombs and everything else. That's right. It was Lizza. Ryan Lizza was let go yesterday, fired from the New Yorker for sexual misconduct allegations. Now, he's denying them, but they fired him yesterday. They let him go. So there's that. This, this story, though, was a single anonymous source who connected Scaramucci to a Russian investment fund managed by a Kremlin-controlled bank. All three journalists, three of them who worked on this story, were fired. Other stories that CNN has pushed on this over the course of this past year. One that claimed that uh, fired FBI head James, James, Jim Comey would testify he never told President Trump three times he was not under FBI investigation. That was one of their stories. That's precisely what Comey testified the very next morning, actually. 
Earlier, there was a earlier last week there was a piece headlined "Exclusive Previously Undisclosed Emails Show Follow Up After Trump Tower Meeting." Yet the piece quietly revealed that Trump Jr. didn't receive the follow up, and the follow up was in no way incriminating or suggesting treasonous collusion to steal an election. Needless to say, this isn't a one-off for CNN. Now, it's not a one-off for several media entities this year, unfortunately. But they have been especially egregious. Egregious here. And it's under that backdrop that Molly Hemingway published over the weekend 18 questions that she would like to ask the brass at CNN about their reporting standards. These are really good. You guys want to go through these? Yes. Number one. Did CNN ever see the email before running the story on it? Because do you know how we found out the email was actually sent September 14th? Because it says so on the email. Guys? I have another question. Yeah. What kind of email account doesn't actually put the date? Exactly. It doesn't have an automatic timestamp on there. You're right. None in the civilized world. Yeah. Maybe in the Muslim world where they all saw that uh, Muhammad video that caused Benghazi to happen, although that's not the narrative now. Benghazi's bad now, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, Jerusalem's Trump's Benghazi, because you know, that keeps shifting too. But that's a really good first question to lead off with because the email itself says September 14th on it. It's time stamped. How do you get that wrong, Todd? By wanting to believe desperately that it's true. I, I don't want that to be the answer, but I don't know what else is possible. Because I don't know what other alternative to that is possible. Because this is simple. This is Occam's razor. There is no way if this was in reverse for Obama, let's say. They, I mean, they'd find any number of reasons to try to not... Well, that, that point story. was made over the weekend. How come these these yeah. these errors, errors only right. go one That's way? That's my point. They would never, ever not at the very least say, well, I got to see that email. They would not just take your word on the smoking gun. They say, I need to smell right. the gunpowder. It was, we know it, that true. reminds me of a story earlier this year about one email that looked particularly incriminating. And I think it was the Washington Post and New York Times wrote about it, but then admitted they didn't actually see the email. They only wrote what a source told them when it was in the email. We're a long way from Ben Bradley demanding... Uh, multiple uh, sources of uh, Woodward and Bernstein here. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's hearsay. I'm writing what a source told me was in the email that I have not. I don't actually have. What What is that? Well, if you're going to do that, your your sources just better be and son has, of Krypton yeah, level. Molly sources. Molly has several questions coming about okay. these sources. Yeah. And, and you know, if, like if I were if I were running the the, the Trump the media's Trump scam, here's what I would do next week run a full expose story exonerating Trump and then come back a couple days later and say, well, you know, we did further fact-checking on this and it's not right. He's not clear here. He's, no, you know what I'm saying? You're laughing. That's what I would do. Trump cleared. Get that spread <laughs> That way I can say, hey, we at least did something pro-Trump that we had to take back. <laughs> I should Don't probably give them, give them that ideas. idea. I yeah. should not give them that idea. Number two, does CNN believe it's ethical to write about a document and not let readers and viewers know up front that reporters and editors haven't seen the document? At least in the report I mentioned earlier in that other story, the news, the, it was either the Post or the Times, did tell us, hey, we don't have the email. Why, why wouldn't CNN disclose that? See, it, it's that kind of thing 
it, it almost seems like obvious, but the fact that they didn't means it isn't. And with the Washington Post story on Roymar, the initial one, mm-hmm. it, it got a lot of points for kind of being buttoned up because it made clear, you know, that we didn't go... The, the, who sought out whom, mm-hmm. how they found. I mean, they made sure that that level of context was there, which it doesn't take I away. I mean, right. The Washington Post said former Jeb Bush communications director Tim Miller brought all these people to us. I'm sorry. Did I say that loud? I'm, <laughs> oh. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, go ahead. Yes. You're, it doesn't take away everything, but that's the kind of thing you do if you want to be as close to beyond right. reproach as possible. Right. And of course, CNN thinks it's ethical because they are the cosmic moral arbiter of apples and bananas. Yes. Oh, nice. There it is. Number three, if CNN didn't see the email, who told CNN about it? You got to trust that source, you would think, right? Write about an email, you've not even, cover an email you've not even seen. Number four, why... Has there did, even been any con- conjecture about... Who that person well, is? Most I don't, people are assuming it's probably somebody who was sitting in Congress, a Democrat on on the congressional panel is probably their source, but that's a guess. But there's been no confirmation of that. Number four, why did CNN believe these sources? Because that's they want one of the to. reasons why. I mean, if you would think someone with that's a U, U.S. Yeah. congressman or senator sitting in those hearings, right, with Don Jr. and stuff, that's a pretty big title. Number five. Why were were they Democratic members of Congress on the House Select Committee on Intelligence leaking information from this week's testimony? That's a very good question. Number six, were they staff of these members? Number seven, are these sources independent or in the same office or otherwise related to each other? I mean, these, these sources have to have some serious, unless they're made up, Unless they're made up and these sources don't exist. If they do exist, they have to have some serious cachet for CNN to decide to burn their own credibility in public rather than throw these people under the bus and burn them. Know what I'm saying? Yes. What does that tell you? Um, Number eight. What other stories have these individuals sourced for CNN? And what dates were they published? That's a good question. Because you got to think, this isn't a one-off. Your problem, not even with the ultimate confirmation bias. Are you running out there, are you? With a source you've never used before? Mm-hmm. Bringing you information that you don't physically actually have and haven't seen? If you're going to make a claim like that, you better have, uh, as Todd alluded to, you better have some concrete sources. Right. And concrete sources means reliable sources. <clears throat> um, <laughs> nice. I see what you did there. Yeah, uh, that have been used before. All these people, if this... if these were real journalism outfits would have been crucified yesterday. No doubt. No doubt. All fired. All gone. Absolutely. Number nine. What is being done to check these stories out for inaccuracies? I mean, I've had... I just had another fact checker was the New Yorker actually called me about something a couple of months ago. I forgot I'd give them an interview. Their fact checker called me to clarify something Make sure I said said exactly what I said. And they're the ones that blew the Weinstein story wide open, by the way. So, I mean, they're a liberal news outlet, but that's an idea of professionalism, right? They're, they they blew up the Weinstein story. They called me for, for, for clarification. Did you say these things? Are you signing off on these quotes? That's essentially what Molly's asking here. She's asking, do you have any editorial presence at all? There's, there's, between reporter and publication, what's the infrastructure? Well... 
aside from biases, I, and I've I've seen this uh, firsthand uh, as as my wife. The the stripping down, the combination of the decline of journalism, which has led to um, as a business, led to the stripping down of copy desks and the whole mentality of web first. It, you know, what however many sure. steps there used to be, Steve. There, there's almost none. It's just get it out, and if we're wrong, we'll apologize for I it I think afterwards. that's something our audience needs to understand, is beyond just the, the ideological and the confirmation yeah. bias, there is an infrastructure issue here. I remember when I was, now we're going back almost 20 years now, when I was still on the sports desk at the Des Moines Register, and it was the first... Connecticut's women's basketball teams had like 17 of these streaks now. But this was like the first time they had like a 75 or 100 game winning streak. And I was on the desk the night it got snapped. And in the first edition that went out, because, you know, we had the state edition, the city edition, the local, right? Which the, we don't anymore. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> the first edition that went, went out, it was not intended to be a pun. We just were, we had a limited amount of space. We were looking for a compelling headline. Women's basketball, particularly outside of the state of Iowa, isn't a huge interest story, but this was a big, big moment. We ran the headline, Connecticut Women Go Down. <laughs> now, we didn't realize at the time, we're all worried, hurried, trying to meet deadline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we sit around, we go back, to, we go downstairs to where we're doing the old yeah. pagination layout before all this yeah. became digital. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And everybody starts looking at each other and said, uh, what'd we run? <laughs> Needless to say, that didn't get run again. But that just goes <laughs> right. to show you the layers of infrastructure that used to exist even 20 years ago right. that don't exist anymore. But again, CNN, this isn't their first rodeo. That's why I gave you the backdrop of all the errors they've already had, the people they've already fired. So you would think that's the infrastructure and layoffs, that's not an excuse anymore because you have to know your testes are already in a vice grip, vice mm-hmm. grip right? You got to be battening down the hatches when, mm-hmm. you have, when you're firing people for uh, for the, for misreporting on the, what you think is the number one story of the year, you can't go with budget cutbacks for why this happened mm-hmm. again now. You can't do that. I don't think so. Can, do you? No. Number 10. How many of these stories with their inaccuracies have been related to the Russia investigation? Meaning, is there something separate here that's different from how they handle everything else? Number 11. Gentlemen, this is my favorite one. How many other stories is seen and reported where it never actually saw the documents it reported as fact? How high can you count? I don't think we want to know the answer to that, do we? Nope. But it's so snotty, it's my favorite one. (laughs) Molly can be snotty. But, I mean, the idea that you make it a regular occurrence, because there's no good answer to this. It's either A... Well, this we made this one unique. Well, why'd you make this one unique? Because it's confirmation bias and it tells us what we want to hear, right? Right. Or we regularly publish stuff based on what people say something says we haven't seen ourselves. Oh my gosh. That is a level of, that's not even well, sloppy, that's malfeasance. Well, for, for example, this happens all the time uh, in uh, political slash... Uh, science stories or things like that, but it's not just there. Social social science as well. Experts say so. Which you, experts? Exactly. Cite, which, what have, which one? Cite them. What have they? You know, what have they done? What have they written? What is? Like, their, I would not uh, have a problem yeah. if they've not seen if 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 con- Democratic Adam Schiff, Democrat congressman on the House Committee, mm-hmm. says that he saw an email. He's the source. You're citing him. It's on him. Mm-hmm. All right. But if you're going to use anonymous sources, 
Yeah. I this is we've talked about this before. Yeah. I've used anonymous. I've never ever just done something that I can think of. And if I did, it was so early in my career when I was doing sports, I don't remember it. Since I got into news, I've never done anything that I didn't have my own name on it. I've never been anybody's anonymous source in a story. I've I've given people stuff off the record on background for if I wanted to make sure that they, what they had was truthful. But I've never give, been the anonymous source on anybody's story ever. I put my name on anything I'm will, I'm going to say. But but for me, I've had to at times when I've reported something had to use anonymous sources. But I better make sure those anonymous sources are good because since they're anonymous, whose name is on the report? You. Which means if they're wrong, uh, whose rear ends in the sling? You. You. So either you ran with this in a way you normally wouldn't because it was the story you wanted, or B, you just are an agent of malfeasance. You don't have you have no regard for your own char- character or credibility whatsoever. You have no standards at all. There's really that's why I love number eleven. There's no good answers to this question. It's absolutely it's a trap door. And it's just a matter of do you want to go in head first or feet first? You, there's no way out of this one. Number twelve. Can CNN point to another big story anchored to documents that its journalists haven't been able to authenticate? That's a really good question too, Aaron. Yeah, and none of these none of these questions have good answers uh, at all. There's there's absolutely none uh, because when you when you, again when you have already have a track record of messing this type of thing up, you're never going to have a good answer again when you report on things in the exact same way over and over again. Going back to what was said just a few moments ago. Uh, this is going beyond um, just an infrastructure issue. This is just, um, this is activism. It's not journalism. It's not reporting. It's just activism. And that's why there's no good answers on these. these this, what Molly is doing right here, this is actually journalism. Yep. Asking questions. Uh, the reason why there's no good answers is because what CNN d- is doing is not journalism. This is masterful use of the Socratic method. I mean, this is what I advocate when I teach worldview, when I coach candidates on argumentation. Ask a lot of questions, deconstructing kind of questions. Make the other side have to answer their their questions for a change. She's doing that masterfully here. This one you're going to like a lot. This will be up your alley, Todd. Number 13. Will the reporters on this story continue to cover this beat? If so, why? Well, I don't know how junior or senior or who they were. They... My my guess is yes. Well, then why'd the other people get fired? I I you know I'm surprised every time that actually happens, um, and there had to have been more there with those people. Um, I I'm I don't because I just don't believe for this alone that they would get uh, fired. I've seen multiple cases uh, of. Uh, overt bias at the Des Moines Register where they were just kind of given the arm around the shoulder. Come on, let's, if we're, you know, it's basically like if you're going to use steroids, you need to be smarter about how you cheat on the test kind of thing, but we fully approve of you continuing to use steroids kind of thing. Number 15, how will editorial processes on Russia conspiracy stories change going forward you, you to avoid on, similar or errors? The oh, I'm 14, sorry. Yes. Yeah. 14, which editors worked on and approved this story? I think that's a very important question because that's why they're there. Fact check things, make sure everything checks out. That's even more important than the. I mean, you, we've just gotten used to 
this is why oftentimes you do i mean right now we are ripping on the media but we could spend every day ripping on the media that just cannot be our sole mm-hmm. bread and butter so we're used to a biased reporter although i'm more tempted to make it so than i ever have been in my entire life after the no, events I, of the last week and a half but having seen some good editors in my time just a few of them even if you've got uh, the most liberal press corps you've ever had those people can keep that ship tight i'll give you an example yeah i know i i kind of threw you know usa today where i contribute under the bus a little bit a few days ago but you know what their editors are really good i mean they've, they've made my copy every time i've turned it in every question they've had every correction they've made every suggestion they've offered has made what gets printed has been better than what i've submitted i can't think of a time that wasn't the case wasn't the case that good, that speaks to what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's where you that's where you can still have a, a level of professionalism. What Molly's really attacking here, in my view, is not CNN's bias. She's attacking its professionalism. Yes, pointing out that <clears throat> you're not ideologues. You're hacks. Yes, those are two totally different things. This, it, this is why two I, totally different things. You're just hacks. You suck at this. You're not even good at this. Trump gives you an easy target, and you can't even yeah, manage yeah. that. This is why I was held in such contempt at the register in my time, because I would tell, I said, I, I like you despite your bias. I can, you're talented. You could be good. It, it is the hackery. It is the total shilling. It is the utter lack of professionalism. You nailed that. Number 15, how will editorial processes on Russia conspiracy stories change going forward to avoid similar errors? Well, apparently... After this happened in June and people got fired, the answer was not at all then, right? That was the answer five months ago or six months ago. What what the answer is now? It's a risk-reward, Steve. Whatever has been risked here, lost here, the reward of getting the white whale that they want, Steve, it's everything. You know it is. 16, given that the story is meaningless as corrected, why hasn't the story been retracted in its entirety? That is one of my favorites. It's appalling. If you read, uh, and do you you have it up? If you read their correction on Twitter, it's the story went from being... You know, smoking gun of smoking gun story right. to an absolute nothing burger, and they just parsed it. It's like, uh, well, we made a slight error, and we've reworked the story now to reflect that. A total joke, an utter joke. Uh, now that that in and of itself should be cause for somebody getting fired. More so even than the mis- it's, it's not the point. crime; it's the cover up. That that's. I like the analogy. I see yeah, what you did there. By I, the way, let, let's be fair too. I mean, the, the, the same thing. Um, same type of thing might might um, could might could be analogous to what Project Veritas went through a couple weeks ago when they tried to do a sting on the Washington Post, mm-hmm. blew up in their face. And if they would have said, "Hey, we tried to do this," they actually and put we us said through, that at the time. Yeah, yep. and we said that at the time as well. And just a good good reminder here: we said that at the time. If they would have just said, "Hey, this is what happened," blew up in our, well, not blew up in our face, but they put us through the paces. In this situation, they actually did their jobs. They would have more credibility yep. now Agreed. than they yes. did before. The same thing could be said for CNN yep. on their retraction. If they said, "Hey, we messed up in this situation. We're confident our method typically works. Uh, we screwed up. We're retracting it. Uh, let's get back to uh, this." Wouldn't even be a story right now. We wouldn't be. Talking 
talking about this on the podcast Steve, probably right now. That's a good point. You're Aaron. absolutely right. Let me read this to you because I want the joy of you reacting to it. Because now okay. that we have the con, it's CNN's initial reporting of the date on an email sent to members of the Trump campaign about WikiLeaks documents, which was confirmed by two sources to CNN, was incorrect. We have updated our story to include the correct date and present the proper context for the timing of email. I mean, come on! Then, then essentially, their breathless story is: um, enemy combatants in an election wanted Oppo research on one another. That's their story. Why is that a story? We call those campaigns. In other words, CNN story. We want to remind you there was an election last year. That's their story. Take all this away. That's all they're doing is reminding us Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump were trying to beat each other in the election. That's all. That, that's that, that, that's it. There's nothing there. There's, there's, there's less than no there there. It's reminding you water's wet, the sun is hot, and the wind is windy. And here they say, they give themselves the out with confirmed by two sources. Parenthetically, we should, who, by the way, their heads will be on spikes by dawn, right. and you will know who they are. Exactly. Uh, exactly right. Apollo. I'm just going to tell you right, right, right now, if I ever use you as a source and you burn me like that, I'm out. Yeah. I yeah. just want you to know. I'm, as the great prophet Ice Cube once saying, I ain't the one. I ain't going out. I, I didn't put a dance on the floor in the round, man. I'm not going underneath <laughs> that band. I'm not going under that bus. You know what I'm saying? Yes. No way. You burn me like that, I am frying you publicly. No ifs, ands, or buts. Number 17. Will CNN use these sources in the future? If so, why? If not, how can readers be sure they are not used as future sources? Since we don't know who they are yet, you can be almost certain. Which means at this you point, would. you're not, you, you don't have to be uh, the Trump, you know, you don't have to be the, to just simply say, I just don't believe anything they say at this point going forward. They've invited that, haven't they? Haven't they invited this? They've invited you not to believe them. They've invited you not to trust them. Isn't They've invited you to write them off. We've seen enough town halls, anecdotal interviews now post uh, everything with Trump and now with Roy Moore, isn't that the most common sentiment basically issued? Like, yes. I, you're all liars. I cannot believe a word you say. Yeah. You hold me in contempt to hell with you all. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Finally, given the seriousness of their error and the damage they caused to the reputation of your news outlet, will CNN out the sources? If not, why not? Why would you go down for these guys? Or gals. Because maybe there's no sources at all. That's one possibility. Ooh, man. I, so we're talking Can you Daniel Pearl stuff here, man. Yeah. Can you even contemplate that? The, the, yes. The complete, I hadn't, but the, yes. The complete creation of fake news. It's, you remember a couple weeks ago when, where a, a woman on Twitter said, regarding all of the all of the sexual harassment claims that if a couple innocent people need to go down yes. in the cause of, they believe in this so fervently Steve mm-hmm. they would think that they are doing the collateral damage is worth it right breaking down the heteronormative uh, yeah. patriarchy same it's, thing it's, here it's, if they believe it. in it yeah. and try, i mean you and i both know within yeah. newsrooms that I've we've been it. in yep the jingoism is real and it's spectacular excellent job by Molly Hemingway at the Federalist yes mm-hmm 
And we also have to thank her for providing all the content for today's podcast as well. Thank you. We call that research in this business, but uh, we'll give her uh, a nod of we appreciation. We know who our sources are. <laughs> We're out in her. Anybody else want to write some great pieces we can talk about for 30 minutes so we don't have to come up with something on our own? Be our guest. Email them my way, steve at stevedace.com. We'll give you a plug. All right, final thoughts, Todd. Journalism is magical and not at all broken. Um, nice. Aaron. I literally can't even with the media anymore. I can't even get myself worked up about it. Uh, I did pretty good today just to come up with some snappy one-liners, but it's just, to me, media bias, media malfeasance, media uh, sloppiness, that is just implied, and uh, I can't get myself super worked up about it. But it is really fun when you can ask snotty questions, so thank you, Molly. I have to tell you, I'm, about, I'm, I'm at my breaking point. I've spent this past year trying to find the truth, encourage our people to not get tribalistic. I am closer than I've ever been to changing my Twitter handle to Deplorable Steve. I'm, 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 I'm about had it. I've about had it. John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you.